podcast of a Lincoln Geek is sponsored by Honey Badger Games, makers of edible gummy dice and meeples, and curators of a wide variety of specialist teas, based here in the UK. Head over to honeybadgergames.co.uk to take a look at their geeky treats. Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Lincoln Geek. I am your host, the Podcaster General, the Dan Face. Um, reducing my title somewhat because it's taken a moment more than half the podcast length on average. So yeah, I'm the Podcaster General. That's it for now. Uh, I'm joined by my friends and my host. We have George. Say hello, George. Georgie O. Who is apparently a robot. And we've got Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello, world. Hello, also, world. Worry, but I barely had coffee this morning. <laughs> of I was going to say, Dan, uh, new year, new name. New year, new name. Well, it's more reduced name. Reduced name, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. It's like, it's like the artist formerly known as. I'll just gradually start reducing my name until eventually I'm just an unpronounceable symbol. Which the podcaster will... formerly known as Sussy Dan. Yep, that's right. No, that's no right. it'll just be forever known as the Sus. Yeah. That's his stage name. Yeah. Sus. Yeah. <laughs> Despite me usually playing on the good team, which I've got spreadsheet evidence to prove it, but that doesn't seem to help. Just because uh, you're on the good team doesn't mean you're not sus. I guess, yeah. I guess they're not mutually exclusive, are they? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we're, we're gathered here today to uh, for a little po- podcast about board games. So thank you very much for everyone uh, that tuning in to listen. Uh, today's topic is we're doing a little monthly recap, which is where we should kind of talk about stuff we did in the previous month. Just it's kind of it's interesting for us in a way. It's nice to kind of listen back on what we did that month. Uh, but we can just talk about new games we've got, new games we've played, or just anything interesting we've spotted along the way. Uh, so I, I didn't actually, I wasn't actually part of the Christmas episode, so I'm going to be including my Christmas uh, games in this list as well. Because <laughs> they had a mutiny and had one without me. Um, you, Pete, I'm looking at you. Well, I, I did nothing. I, I did not. I did not. We've heard the <laughs> recordings, Pete. Yeah. To be <laughs> fair, you did cherish your notes and we kind of sort of... Yeah, I, I sent them <laughs> notes and then they forgot to read them out. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of mutiny I was dealing with. Well, anyway, so December, it feels like another year ago. Is that good enough for a dad joke, do you think? I don't know. Could, could I think be. even the dad's yeah. groaned at that one. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we're now in the distant future of 2023, and we're talking about December, which was last year. Um, so, any interesting games you guys want to talk about? I know I played a couple, which were a bit uh, different. Uh, I mean, um, do we have any volunteers who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go for it, Pete. Um, so, most of the games I've played, I've played with Dan. So yeah, pretty much. Stories with him. But there was a, we finally got a chance to play uh, Gloom. Uh, with friends of the channel, uh, Bohemian and Liz, and that was deliciously chaotic. Of course. I mean, Gloom in general, I just love how chaotic that game can be. Well, uh, um, just just to put people that aren't aware of the game Gloom, true, Pete, true. can you give us a quick summary of what's Gloom, what's it about, and what do you do? So, Gloom, you've basically got in front of you a family of five, and it is your responsibility to give them the most miserable lives known to man. You'll have a, um, a collection of cards in your hand, I think usually up to five, uh, which will usually have negative things like got stung by bees, got bitten by a tiger, as well as other things like positive things like got married, got an award. And the aim of the game is you have to uh, lower the, basically make your, your characters super depressed by playing negative things on them like 
oh, uh, Billy got stung by a dozen bees or something like that. Play the positive things on your opponent's characters. So, oh, uh, Dan's dog got married because one of the teams has a dog and any character is viable from marriage. It's fantastic. Which is a good running joke in all our games. Yes. Pretty much oh, right. yes. Oh, yes. Um, and then once uh, to lock in the points, you then have to kill your character uh, by playing a Death Becomes Them card. However, mm-hmm. the Death Becomes Them card can only be played at the start of your turn, barring any um, special cards that you may have used. So, for example, I can't go, I place this card that puts minus um, 40 on Billy and then I kill him. I have to basically put the minus yep. 40 on Billy and then hope none of my none of my opponents goes, actually, uh, Billy got married. Billy had a wonderful day. Yes. Billy won the lottery instead. The, uh, all cards are transparent, and they have these little um, symbols, like minus, usually minus yep. 5 minus 10, and there are three of them. So the idea is that you can overlay multiple cards to have all of the minuses shown, but positives will, of course, go over them. I mean, minuses can go over them as well, so you could have like, played a card that gave Billy minus 20, minus 10, and then play another one that replaces the minus 10 with another minus 20. But then Dan could have played a plus 10, plus 10, plus 10, which of course covers all my minuses. So that's where the, um, that, that, that's sort of how the game plays. That's kind of the strategy mm, of it, yes. isn't it? I mean, I know we've talked about Gloom before in a previous episode. Yes. Uh, I, I, I do love, I, I like Gloom. It's a fun game. I feel like uh, you really need the story that goes along with it. Otherwise yes. it is very dry. I think if you played it without the story elements and the kind of the, the dark sense of humor, it's basically a card game designed by tim burton yes. with the art style yeah. you know yeah. like and <laughs> the, the the unfortunate events that before this little family mm. you're playing as so they're all quite darkly humorous yes. uh, if i feel if you didn't have that kind of storytelling aspect i feel like it'd be quite a quite a bland game <laughs> just kind of it's literally just negative numbers against positive numbers and then see who's got the the lowest score isn't it yeah, without the storyline, it's just a game of top trumps. That Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what happened in the most recent game, Pete? Any memorable moments? There are some memorable moments, um, but one of the people we played with is uh, very not safe for work. <laughs> so, <laughs> it depends. I mean, we, I can tell you some of the things we got up to, but we'd lose our family-friendly rating if we do that. We'd have to uh, we'll put a bleeper in, so. Yes. And then this character, <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Pete, you start talking, I'll do the bleeper. Okay, cool. So, bleep. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of standout moments. Um, a, a, a running gag that I like to play is whenever whichever player has got the twins... Um, I always love playing the marriage card in them. And as we sort of alluded to, it's always it's more fun when you narrate what happens. So it's like, oh, Billy went for a lovely walk in the forest and then bumped into a beehive, sticking to my old one. So usually whenever I, I see whichever player has got the twins, because it's a boy and girl, I go, and so the twins look lovingly in their eyes. They realize their relationship went beyond mere, mere siblings and went deep and passionate. And thus they got married. Or something like that. Very Lannister of oh, you yeah. there, Pete. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that was a funny yeah. moment. I felt uh, uh, it was an unusual game of Glooks. We actually played it very strategically, yeah. didn't we? It was very yeah. close. And it took about two hours. Fair, my last one took <laughs> which two is, hours as well. Well, it's the longest game of Gloom I've ever played. And we went through the deck like twice. I'd say at least three times. Like, yeah, at least three times. And we actually got to the point where nearly every card was in play which I've never seen mm. before. Usually it always ends before then. Oh, we also played the Fantastic House rule where um, if, because there's one card that completely wipes a character off the map, the Invisible, the invisible Friend card, that's it. And I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know about this until Dan sort of said to me, it's like, oh, anyone plays the Invisible Friend card, uh, we pretend that character doesn't exist. We basically just delete them from the board and it's like, oh, yeah. that family's only got four. Oh, 
Never noticed that before. Come on. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, because we were playing in tabletop simulator, we literally we actually deleted that family member, didn't we? Yeah. So it didn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a nice touch. Uh, yeah, that was that was a fun game. It was a long yeah. one. Uh, but I think, I think we all enjoyed it. Do you remember who won that paper? It was you? me. In fact, I you seem to be on a bit of a winning be, streak yeah. at the minute. Don't I you? remember actually because I think um, I had I think I had my final um, Death Becomes Them card. I think Bohemian tried to play a cancel, but I happened to have an event card that cancelled his cancel. You cancelled. So, you noped his yep, nope. Yeah, I noped his nope, and then went yeah. Nope, your nope with the nope. Of my the final nope. person dies, and <laughs> I think I won barely though. I think. It was close. It was definitely close. And I think one or two players didn't fully understand it first time. So I think they maybe didn't quite go as negative as they could have done. Um, but yeah. Pro- probably. Yeah. But they, they're all involved in the stories it was oh, creating. Yeah. So it was, I think it was How funny. fun throughout. is the story? Because um, as you guys were saying earlier, I, I played the last time I played Gloom was with some of my local friends. And, you know, um, fair is fair. Not all of them are very, very creative. Very, some of them are very, very um, methodic. Is that the right word? Anyway, and I remember it was like, ah, oh, and, and when my team was like, oh, I have the twins get married, which is when I first did it. And then one of my other friends was like, uh, I play this card, and then this card, okay, end of my turn. Yeah, and, it's not, yeah, quite, not quite the same. same. Um, well, well, um, we'll have to move on. So, uh, George, did you have any games you played over December? Uh, played quite a few over December. Um, so, visiting some of my friends, uh, broke out for Bidden Island again, sh- introducing oh, them to it, uh, which was... Uh, Nice one. Uh, we won, played about three or four times. We managed to win one of them uh, very nicely on the uh, uh, easiest settings. So. It's a nice introduction to the kind of like a kind of a gateway game. I think the Forbidden series. So did did you say they were quite newish people? Uh, they're relatively newish to board games. Yeah. 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 It's a nice choice to have then. Did you win? Uh, we won. Won at least one of the three games. I, I was a bit. Mm-hmm. I think I was busy cooking at the same time for some reason. Um, Fair enough. Multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. <laughs> um, but yes, it was. It was good. Uh, so we've also been playing one of, I think, Sui's uh, Golden Finds from the UK Games Expo, which is a lovely little card game called Grove. Oh. Uh, which I don't think either I've played with either of you, but is nope. it's really cool. Uh, it's Viking. Kingish themed, so you have a leader and you are trying to build a party of five weapons, items, whatever they are that combo together to make the best things. And it's really quick playing. There's a shared marketplace, so it's sort of drafting uh-huh. mechanics in that regard. Of that, each turn you can either choose to pick up from the shared marketplace or get a new card from the deck. And once the marketplace reaches a certain number of cards, the game ends. So okay. it, it's an interesting little, little one. We're just trying to build combos. It's it's fast, it's simple, it's a nice one just to break out whenever you want to. Sounds yeah. interesting. Um, I've never heard of it, so I'll give it a Google. Uh, it's from a company called Wacon. Okay. <laughs> uh, the enough. review for it should be coming out very shortly. Okay, well, um, I, I suppose move on to me now then, if that's all right. I mean, I think the, the main one I wanted to talk about, because uh, it's something a little bit different, uh, for New Year's Eve, still technically December, Um we uh, decided to go into a game to celebrate the new year. We decided to revisit the past, didn't oh, we, Pete? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we dug up a game from 1990 or late 80s or whatever, Key to the Kingdom. I had many fond childhood memories of this. 
And in retrospect, I should have left them as fond <laughs> memories. I still remember the stinger of the old trailer where like the announcer sings Key to the Kingdom. Like that's I've just got like that's the only thing I remember of the trailer. It's just the way the booming voice he goes, Key to the Kingdom or whatever it is. I just got that stuck in my head. I'm gonna have to Google yes, that later because I cannot remember I, that. I don't know why I got that stuck in my head. I've just got it stuck in my head. Well, this is a game I loved as a kid. I mean, I'm sure we didn't play it correctly as a kid because I can't remember it being as painful. That's when I just played it most recently. But I, just the atmosphere of it just caught my imagination as a kid. It's all like you go on an adventure, you go into dungeons, you've got sword shields, there's magic spells, uh, there's like traps, monsters, perils. It's just so exciting. And like, I, I loved it it's when I was a kid. It's very much like, kind of like a, a, a... I don't quite want to say a beginner's D&D because there are better games out there that probably scratch that itch but it has a lot of similarities to it because you know you basically have random encounters when you go into a dungeon you're carrying um equipment said equipment can be lost depending on what you do you've got to basically make rolls to escape traps it's, it's actually very very dnd esque uh which is something i only clocked when we were playing a few days ago yeah i suppose that the theme obviously is very very dnd the kind of the high fantasy theme um but, but we played it, and we had a six-player game, which might have been a mistake as well, because it kind of increased the length considerably. Uh, uh, and it's just it's a product of its era. It's just it's a very basic roll-and-move game, and very, very luck-dependent. And some of the cards are just brutally cruel, aren't they? Like, some of the traps were really difficult, and we're all suffering the wrath of the dice gods that day. Uh, and there's, there's literally nothing you can do about it. You, you have a lot to win the game. You have to... Um, get to these various dungeons and you have to go in the dungeon draw a random monster and if you defeat it you gain the treasure uh to win the game you need to find the key to the kingdom which is one of the hidden treasures in one of these dungeons and one of the treasure and then escape but we ended up home ruling it just so you have the key and then Actually, you can no. escape just to finish um, just to finish the game why can't can have the key and the treasure it, it, it did yes. technically yeah, have both still the key yes <laughs> which really annoyed me because I was trying to run out the clock. So I think we, we agreed because the game was so terrible. We thought, okay, if we can get to 11 p.m., whoever's got the key wins. I'm like, excellent. We've got 10 minutes to go. I'll run out the clock. Oh, no, Riken's near me. I'm going to run away now. Oh, no, the board is closing. Oh, God, what do I do? Oh, no, what do I do? Okay, and Riken stole, the, stole the, the bleeding key. I had the opposite experience because I only had one treasure, and it was the serpent, which meant I couldn't win the game. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, everyone, look at this treasure I'm holding. It would be a shame if someone stole this off me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just just trying to just 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 running away from every single person I could. I'm like, no, I want this key. Leave me alone, please. Leave me alone. I want to keep my winning streak going. <laughs> well, a- anyway, it was it was a it was a harsh game. Yeah. Uh, there's you draw the monsters, but some of them you just have no chance. There's one of the cards yeah. in the monster deck that literally says you cannot defeat yeah. this. <laughs> so you just die, or you lose you lose one of your treasures or something, don't you? I can't yeah. remember the don't punishment. Think you lose treasure. Um, I think it's just um, go away uh, and try again. Yeah, so like that, but and there's some traps which are really oh, yeah. tough. Like a friend of the show, Liz fell into a trap, and she needed to roll an odd, like odds to escape. Not just one odd. She needed to roll several odds numbers in a row, mm. and she was stuck in there for about six or seven turns. Yeah, because <laughs> it came round to her, and it's a six-player game, so it took about each time she rolled even. All right, next person kept back around to her, even, kept back around to her, even, and she then eventually she rolled an odd. But that was just the first of three odds yeah. she had to roll to get out of this this trap. And you could just... I mean, we weren't playing in person, we were play, which is good, because I imagine she might have killed us all <laughs> <laughs> if we were in range. Um, and there, there were some traps that just... Some of the wording was very vague. Like, I 
went on this trap where I had to build a bridge to get across it. But I, I failed the first roll. I could I rolled a one, so I only placed a single bridge tile or something. And then it says you can you can't finish the bridge. <laughs> but it it was kind of it was really vague because it didn't say if other people couldn't or not. So basically, we were just playing with the world's smallest bridge. If any if no one rolled a six plus, they all everyone would just get fall into their death. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I tried to build it, and, and I could. A- apart from um, Simon, who just like in real life must have been the tallest man alive because he just kept rolling eights and just stepping across the bridge like it was no problem. Simon is, is Riken for the record. Because, yeah, Riken, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I was, did his uh, civilian name there. <laughs> anyway, um, I could rattle on about it all day, but I think it's an important lesson. Um, if you've got games from that era that are kind of all nice golden nostalgia, it's probably best to leave them in there. Agreed, yes. Um, I think I remember for one of the prior podcasts, we looked up, I looked up like a vampire game that I played and absolutely adored as a kid. And I looked at the photos and I'm like, wow, that looks basic. I do not remember it being that basic. So that's not what I'm going to play again. That's for sure. I don't know if, if we've just been spoiled by modern mechanics where games oh, right. are actually kind of balanced now. Like this, they, they, they try and improve the experience to everyone. So there's no like... There's no you lose buttons. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got a chance. Even if you're in last place, a lot of great, good games give you kind of catch up mechanics that help mm. you kind of catch up on that the was lead. That annoyed me but, was, um, like I said, Riken sort of stole the key from me, and I, there was no way for me to like fight him off or have like a roll off. Yeah, it was just an auto yeah, steal, wasn't it? I mean, I couldn't say, well, I've still got the sword. He hasn't got any weapons, or he's only got the shield. I fight him, and I have like a rock paper scissors thing where sword beats axe, yeah. axe beats shield, shield beats sword, or something like that. There was nothing I could do to, to keep the key. It was just, oh, he's behind me, oh, he's stolen it, and he's run off, and I can't catch up. Yeah. Wonderful. I mean, uh, just to quickly throw it to George, because uh, I know he's just been listening to us rattle on about this. Have you ever played Keith the Kingdom back in the day? I have not. And, and now you probably won't ever play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to which I say, oh dear, what a shame. Just play Talisman instead if you want some nostalgia. Because I, I think Talisman has its issues, but I think I can... It's it just seems a lot funnier talisman. It's a lot less mean spirited, I think. Mm. Talisman, I think. I don't know. I mean, I didn't have the best first impression, but then again, this is me rolling ones every turn, so probably need to play it again. I mean, uh, there is actually a newer edition of Keep the Kingdom, which Ooh. I might look into just for science purposes, because I, I think it's kind of the thing my son would like in a few years. I mean, if you do want to try it, I'm happy to try it. Just don't just don't mention it to anyone else in that server, or they will drive to Lincoln and they will punch you. Yeah, <laughs> like what? I mean, one of the but, I mean, I know I've talked about this a lot, and I'm sorry, we'll move on. But the only benefit from us playing that game is the following games. We had so many funny running jokes. Oh, yes. uh, we, we played Jack's Box games, which I guess can technically class as kind of Kinda. virtual yeah. board games, I guess. And we had so many running jokes at the expense of Keep the Kingdom. So I, I feel like it was... It there was is that, that too, regard. yeah. <laughs> I think during one of the shirts I didn't get like, that I drew, but didn't get used. Uh, I think I had like a key and I had a blue figure yeah. and a yellow figure diving for it, which represent uh, Riken and myself. But I think someone yeah. them thought, "No, it's not, I, that game, go away, go away, go away." Sort of trauma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, listen, speak to us for like three or four days afterwards. I mean, we were scared that we scared her so, off, but thankfully, I think she was just she was just a bit tired. Yeah, she was offline for a few days. And I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" We were checking the news in Belgium to see if there's any murder sprees. Uh, that's where she's from. Uh, but no, she was just taking a couple of days off, which is absolutely fine. Well, uh, yeah. we've talked about that, and I mean, we haven't got a lot of time left. But should we just do a couple of honourable mentions? Pete, was there anything else you wanted to share? Up? Um, my honourable mentions are Pandemic Legacy. I've been wanting to play a Legacy oh, yeah. game for ages, um, and I finally got a chance to start it with Dan and a few other friends. 
Obviously, Dan's played Pandemic Legacy, and he knows all the juicy spoilers. Um, but I'm still very, very keen to try and hopefully um, get as much as we can played of it before uh, Child II pops out. Um, <laughs> We're probably not going to stick with that name, Child II. It's a bit po- too postmodern. That's fair, that's fair. Um, anyway, um, my other game, which I've not played yet, uh, and ties back to our earlier topic, uh, Gloomier, the expansion sequel to, um, to Gloom. I've had a brief look at the cards, and I've had a very brief look at the rules. It does seem to be the same as before, but there is some new uh, unwanted guests and some kind of story elements. I need to have a proper read of that, but I am hoping to play that with um, the Gloom Gang, shall we say, uh, via TCS at some point in the future. Just uh, to move on quickly back to George, because I know we've been talking over you a lot here, buddy. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I've had a relatively quiet de- December. We've been doing various other bits and bobs. But yeah, I think my only other one mentioned, one I've talked about at length before, uh, has been uh, Blood on the Clock Tower. Oh, yes, got to get Did my, you manage to get any get games in December, on. or do you just have you got the urge building to... Uh... No, I got a good few games in Dece- December, so I got that a nice little roll nice. of games going just before we went away for Christmas. Okay, well, uh, my honourable mentions, uh, uh, we played a fairly unusual game of Bang. Uh, Pete was there as well for that one. I think. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yes, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that, that game. It, it was an odd game, and, and I just very quickly summarise Bang is where it's a kind of a hidden loyalty game, but it's one to not take seriously at all, basically, because nobody knows who anybody is, even the bad guys. They don't know who they are. Um, it's a cowboy setting. You've got the sheriff, and then you've got the outlaws, so undercover outlaws, which are trying to kill the sheriff. They win if the sheriff dies, and then you've got a deputy, which who wins if the sheriff lives, even if they die. If the sheriff wins, they win. And then you've got the renegade who wants to be the last man standing, or last woman, let's be equal here. And we played a game of bang, everyone's shooting each other randomly, and amusingly, all the outlaws only killed other outlaws. Yeah. I think they? we because you, you, you were the closest to me, I'm like, well, I don't know what Dan is, I can't get to the sheriff yeah. from where I am, so I'll just take out Dan, and then Dan was, I think I think you died before me, he's like, oh, I'm an outlaw, I'm like... If I'd known that, I would have gone for better guns and gone after someone else because you know we could have teamed up on the the sheriff. It's a tricky one. I mean, I for Bang, if I'm an outlaw, I usually like to remain undercover just only temporarily, just to get the the sheriff to shoot someone else, and I just save up my guns and bullets and then just fire loads of the sheriff, and then hopefully one of the outlaws finish them off. Unfortunately, it didn't work out because I died in the first round. From the sheriff. I didn't do anything to the sheriff. They just started shooting me. And then Pete capped me in the head and finished <laughs> Actually, me off. I think you were between me and the sheriff. So I'm like, well, I can't get to the I was, sheriff. I was. What's Dan's in the way? So nothing personal. Strictly business. Yeah, I mean, te- technically you do have to, you can only shoot your neighbours within a certain range mm. unless you've got better guns. So you do have that argument. You need to shoot through people to get to the sheriff. Uh, but yeah, it was funny. And then we had a second game as well, which I think went the, kind of a more standard game, didn't it? I think it was... Uh, um, down yeah. to, I can't remember who won the second game. Was it the sheriff again? Was, was the it two victory four? The... Yeah, two yes, victories for Laura. I think. I think at one point, I think I remember getting to I think to the final round with some of the other outlaws. Yeah, and then I think the other outlaw. I think pretty much. I think everyone had kind of been outed, and then the other outlaw turned to me and shot me. And I'm like, "Why are you doing that? The sheriff is right, literally oh. right next to you. Why did you shoot me?" Um, we won't mention their name, but yes, that wasn't yeah. the best strategy I've ever seen. Like if they hadn't done that, I could well, have potentially gone for the sheriff. But yeah, that's right because. The, the deputy was dead. Yeah. The deputy died first. So basically everyone knew 
that everyone wanted the sheriff dead, apart from the renegade. The renegade the sheriff to die. was very, very weak. Well, the renegade was next to die, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. But uh, the renegade wanted the sheriff to die last. So the renegade was basically a temporary de- It's uh, an equalizer, deputy. really. So that if, if too many outlaws die, the renegade will side with them and vice versa. If the deputy dies. Yeah. Uh, and um, so you managed to kill off the deputy really early, like the first. Deputy was... Um, the renegade was fairly quickly afterwards. Mm. And then... Uh, it was only two outlaws left, and the one outlaw then killed the other outlaw, much to the surprise of the deputy, <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, the sheriff at the time. I'm not really not sure on the strategy for yeah. that. Uh, but it didn't work <laughs> out, because then the sheriff killed the last remaining outlaw. Going back to the first game as well, <laughs> and, there was also a fantastic argument. I think it was between the deputy and the renegade, or deputy and the outlaw. Yeah. And they were just they were just throwing... They were just basically just throwing lots of uh, bile, venom, whatever. It was more fun just sitting back and watching those two argue yeah. than it was actually playing it. <laughs> Bang it is a game Well, I, I don't actually mind dying yeah. quite early because it's sometimes fun just watching the interactions with people. Oh, yeah. You have people tending to be deputies. I mean, it's usually the renegade or whatever. And then once the deputy dies, just all the all the charade just goes. They're like, just kill the sheriff. That kind of thing. It's, it's good. Uh, yeah, I could talk about that for a while, but yeah, we played a fairly good game of bang. Uh, other news is I finally received my copy of Final Girl, uh, the solo uh, board game. So I will be uh, very eagerly checking that out, which is pretty cool. It's full of like horror movie scenarios, like kind of, um, and you can mix and match them. So you've got like the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you've got the kind of the Friday the 13th style maps like a little, little Jason killer going around, you've got to try and work together to try and stop him it's great, totally my kind I'm of game I'm very keen to see that, <laughs> I mean, I've said this before I'm not the biggest fan of horror because of my disdain for jump scares and body horror, but I've always loved uh-huh. the lore, like the setting of, of horror, it's kind of weird uh, it's kind of like saying, I don't like the taste of chocolate, but I like chocolate ice, uh, chocolate cake, for example, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, but also the fact that they got this like DVD VHS box from what you've shown me, that alone just looks fantastic. Yeah, the the uh, it, there are all the add-ons for the games are kind of designed to like VHSs, like classic VHSs. Like you said, it's, it's cool. It's just a really nice uh, kind of cosmetic touch to the game. I think they all look really cool on the shelf together. I think they definitely. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, I really like it when games do that because it, it makes them look pop more on the shelf than just uh, a box. Not, not obviously, not, I'm not hating on my mm-hmm. games, but I just like the ones that just go, go that little extra um, mile. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you very much for your time, guys. It's always fun talking to you, and it's nice to have these little recaps, even if it's just it's really interesting to listen to the old ones. Like, oh yeah, I did play that that month. I'm finding these kind of quite useful as like little record keepers for ourselves. Yeah, I actually clean forgot about Pandemic Legacy until we started this podcast. And I think I DM'd you saying, didn't we play that? <laughs> we did indeed. Yeah, I know. But time's going so quickly. I mean, it's nearly going to be Christmas again, probably. Well, uh, thank you for your time, guys. Uh, always fun talking to you. And thank you um, for listeners at home, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to our little podcast of our board games. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with George with the plugs. Go for it, George. So if you want to get all your things Diary of a Lincoln Geek, don't forget to go to our website, www.doalg.co.uk or diaryoflincolngeek.com if you like typing long things. Uh, we are on pretty much all the social medias. Come join us on D- Discord and talk about, about us, get involved, and usually get a chance to get, to get involved in these podcasts too. So meet us over, over there, and until next time, get your geek. Everyone, keep playing games. See you later. Big soon. Bye. Bye.